The Devil's Advocates Radio Show is broadcast under a time brokerage agreement between Devil Radio and Civic Media Inc. Some portions of this program may be pre-recorded. Warning, you're about to listen to the greatest radio show ever. And due to contractual obligations and to shield our airwaves and corporate licensees from any semblance of liability, responsibility, and gullibility, we must tell you the views represented on this show are not necessarily those of this station or its management. This radio show contains differing points of view on current political topics, and due to the nature of its contents, it should be heard by everyone. Thank you for listening. Now live from the Civic Media Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, where the political party is just beginning, welcome to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show. Friends proving it's never personal, only politics. Please allow me to introduce myself. And now, here's your hosts, Dom and Crute. Welcome to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show, the Friday edition. Dom, you're getting full cabin crudy. How you doing, man? Hey, I am awesome, man. Happy Friday to you, of course. Nate, thank you for working your magic, my dear friend, and of course, our audience. Welcome. Happy Friday to us all. We finally made it. I I better I better set the stage here briefly, Dom. Okay. I got Berkeley here with me. You know Berkeley, he's the bad one. Even uh, yes, Nate I knows my your, dog him, Berkeley. Your dog, yeah, Barkley. I call him Barkley. So there is an outside chance because I am doing this effectively from home. And luckily, my wife took the good dog with and left me with the barking <laughs> bad dog, the occasionally barking. He's not barking now, so I don't want to encourage him. But for like the last 45 minutes, as I've been, you know, prepping for this oh so important Friday edition. And if you're unaware, we air the grievances up in here. So I'm just starting out with the minor domestic grievance. I'm 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 here doing the show with my dog, and my wife gave the dog a bone so he would leave me alone, presumably. Yeah. And the dog has been pacing the house for an hour trying to figure out where he's going to hide this bone before the <laughs> other dog gets home. You know, they're very protective of their possessions. This is my bone. So he's dug through my suitcase, you know, like digging. Like, I think ultimately... <laughs> <laughs> that's where he hit his bone was in my suitcase. He was going through the Comrex box, the travel portable box that we keep the radio gear in. Uh, he was upstairs under my desk, scratching the carpet. I'm like, that's not going to come up. Not with your little paw. So if you hear him and then you hear him squeal, you'll, <laughs> you you'll know it's because he's, <laughs> it, it's, come on, man. Buddy, he was barking in my ear all the way up here. So if <laughs> if I'm less than chill at the cabin, it's it's only honestly, only man, I can't believe that dog. dog's still kicking. How old is that dog, man? Ah, uh, he's like 13. Fat, <laughs> like his owner, like his dad. You know, like chubby, chubby, fat. Uh, he's going a little blind, and I got to admit, yesterday I admitted just like made his this owner, and... just like you, man. You got to get those. Yes, <laughs> I told I told Lisa, my beautiful wife yesterday i said honey a couple of times i'm trying to read on the air i was trying to read an article off my cell phone incapable i had to stop and let my eyes focus i couldn't read the words i'm like i'm like my own grandpa these days it's when okay, did i get man. old dom i don't feel you're old in my always heart but older than me get a get a pair of cheater readers man you'll be just fine no i i think i've 
I think I might actually have to get real glasses. I think it's it's devolved a little bit. You know, you can't you can't labor your eyes like I do, you know, with the pre-treatment of the interocular pressure because I don't want to get glaucoma someday and all oh, the other course, stuff I do. So, you know, if my eyes get a little blurry and I miss a few of the words, Dom, that's that's why I rely upon you and and find guests. You know, we got to find guests coming. And I don't mean the vice president that I refer to, but she is coming. Apparently, we've got some details on the vice president. She's coming to Waukesha Monday. And I'm going to be there on behalf of this show. I'm going to represent them. And my good friend and yours, Earl Ingram Jr., host of the Earl Ingram Show on the Civic Media Network, he's also going to be there. And I think there will be some some news coverage from Civic Media. But we're going to see the vice president. The only other questions, though, is the when and the where. When you know, like Waukesha is a pretty broad Waukesha Monday. It's not enough detail <laughs> for this guy. So we're going to check in with Earl at about 530 today uh, during the happier happy hour, Dom. Also, some information in the Journal Sentinel, a late breaking article. Basically, if I read the headlines correctly, real concern about African-American voter sentiment door to door right now. The early canvases. Uh they're not real enthusiastic about getting out there and voting for Joe Biden. So we're also going to <laughs> well, include some good I, I would, news. No, for Joe Biden know, today. Here, let me just let me just read the headline article. We'll talk more about it, but I want to throw this out there. Uh, Molly Beck and Eva Wen in the ground game to engage black Milwaukee voters signs of waning enthusiasm for 2020 rematch. And I got to be honest, Rudy, I'm not very enthusiastic about this 2020 rematch either. Now I'll go vote, but am I enthusiastic about this Trump-Biden rematch? No. <laughs> no. I I would rather have Earl's opinion in this case, Dom, because... Are you, know, you enthusiastic, Rudy? Are you enthusiastic go about vote? a rematch? Hell rematch? yeah, I'm enthusiastic to go vote this year. This is the most important. No, no, no I didn't lifetime. ask you if you're enthusiastic to go vote. I'm asking you if you're enthusiastic about a Biden-Trump rematch. Who could not be, Dom? You know, <laughs> bring him back from from weekend at Bernie's, put him in the ring together, mano a mano, and see which one falls over first. I'm very, very enthused about this rematch. <laughs> I don't. Do I, don't I not believe... seem enthused? <laughs> I mean, you you act like it, but I don't buy it. Well. I don't know why you think I'm being insincere on this Friday afternoon. Perhaps that's one of your problems projecting. Uh, 844-967-2789. So we'll bring in Kamala Harris coverage, the vice president, coming to our backyard. I'll be there on Monday with Earl. We just don't know what time or precisely where, but we'll get details. I put in for credentials. So did Earl. Also, our buddy Ellen Robinson from the Herbal Aspect will do some 420 facts. There's been some marijuana policy movement here in the state, question mark, air quotes. And, uh, Dom, I'm going to lead the grievances today. All right, man. You know who I saw featured in a couple of articles overnight? The wanker, Scott Walker, the former governor of the great state of Wisconsin. He made it less great to be a Wisconsinite. Less great. But I read a little political piece, and they're already, 
you know, putting the tombstone out on the Ron DeSantis campaign. I think I've done a a good job of that myself. You know, what would you used to say, Dom? You put a cigarette out on his ass, something like that. But here's the headline at Politico, and I'll tell you why I referenced Scotty Wanker. The DeSantis team ran the worst campaign in history. The bizarre decisions behind a $130 million debacle, an opinion piece, $130 million wasted by Ron DeSantis. And you've heard me many times on this program, Dom. I've, I've paralleled the failed campaign and the predicted failed campaign because Ron DeSantis hasn't officially failed, but he will soon. He failed. He failed to ignite the imagination of Iowa voters. And he's done. And what I tell you, Dom, he was going to go the way of Scott Walker. And here's the opening paragraph of this opinion piece at the Politico. <laughs> you remember former Minnesota Governor Tim Pawlenty when he ran for president? And Scott Walker. So anyways, Tim Pawlenty and Scott Walker's presidential uh, campaigns can breathe a sigh of relief. The mantle of worst Republican presidential campaign ever has been lifted from their shoulders, stolen by the crew that ran Florida Governor Ron DeSantis's, uh, DeSantis, I prefer, Ron DeSantis's campaign into the dirt. The As dirt. usual, revisionist histories are being written even before the candidate has uh, been officially buried with DeSantis staffers and apologists, offering a variety of nonsensical explanations. However, we need no gossip from inside sources to understand what happened. The debacle played out in broad daylight. So, Ron DeSantis is the new Scott Walker, the new wanker, right? And he is soon <laughs> to cry himself into the pillow each and every night, and he will soon be term-limited, much as the voters term-limited Scott Walker's ass here in the state of Wisconsin. But, you know, other than rubbing that one in his face, you know, maybe... Maybe you're not the worst one ever, but the fact that you're referenced as the worst one ever at the top of the political <laughs> article, I want to I want to make sure you caught that piece, Scott Walker. <laughs> and I would also question, Dom, if you saw the piece over at Bruce Murphy at the Urban Milwaukee Online Daily, and this was a piece about Leo Leonard. And the question mark at the top of the page, did Leo Leonard save Scott Walker? Question mark. Well, did he? And here's what they mean. Leo Leonard is from the Federalist Society, and Bruce Murphy is one of the best journalists left doing politics in the state. Uh, so Leo Leonard, and I'm going to read a little bit of this, Tom, and then I'm going to have to jump ahead. The Federalist Society is known for promoting conservatives to positions as federal judge and U.S. Supreme Court justices. Its longtime leader, head of the Federalist Society, Leo Leonard, Leonard Leo, my bad, has gotten considerable press coverage recently for working behind the scenes to help Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas get financial help and luxurious vacations from wealthy conservatives. You know, so consider the company he keeps, Dom. But Leo has also gotten involved in state judicial races, and in Wisconsin he helped elect two conservative state Supreme Court justices who voted to shut down a criminal investigation of the wanker Former Governor Scott Walker, as a recent story in ProPublica do uh, documented, we're talking about Prosser Dom and Gableman. 
He got those two elected, and he knew if David Prosser did not win re-election, well, it was all over but the crying. So here's the interesting part. Leonard Leo helped to preserve the Scott Walker agenda, helped by preserving the Prosser-Gableman corruption on the Wisconsin Supreme Court, and they permitted Scott Walker to give him a get-out-of-jail-free card despite the multiple criminals he had campaigning on his behalf in the county executive's office with secret routers, etc. So now Wanker owed this Leo Leonard, owed him a favor, Dom. And the favor was fulfilled by Dan Kelly's candidacy, his appointment to the Wisconsin Supreme Court. And here's the ironic part, Dom. Dan Kelly twice lost to very liberal justices in Karofsky and Protosawitz. Leo Leonard helped preserve the corrupted court for Scott Walker and then his affection for Dan Kelly. The Devil's Advocates, making radio great again. Thank you for listening to the Devil's Advocates radio show. Back from the 420 break, make sure you get the Civic Media app. Take the Devils with you anywhere you go. Search for your local station. Use the call and text buttons to interact with the shows. Download it for free on your Google Play and App Store. Civic Media app. Dominic, we've been joined live via video stream by a friend of ours. He is Alan Robinson. He is the co-founder of the Herbal Aspect, and uh, he is a sponsor partner of ours, a friend of ours. Alan, welcome back, man. 420 Friday Facts. Hey, Alan. Hey. How you guys doing? Can you hear me in there? Yeah, he, we can. Great, man. Yes, sir, we do. Alan, uh, Outstanding. We, we know there have been some legislative pieces put forth uh, by Republicans, a so-called medical marijuana bill, and we talked a little bit about this, but there's been some disagreement even amongst the Republican ranks on who's going to supply it. So, Alan, what's the latest? Are we <clears throat> going down to the DMV to get our medical marijuana under the Robin <laughs> Voss proposal going forward? Well, if uh, big government Voss has his way, yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's nothing that screams inefficiency more than a state-run dispensary. But if you recall last week, I advised both you and Dom that I was here to dash hopes. You recall that? I do. Uh, That's been a couple of weeks was, in a row, I feel like, but go ahead. Yeah, man. Well, you know what I'm saying? Listen, boy, I'm not trying to be like a, a, the bearer of bad news, but I don't want to lie to you either, and I don't want the people to get their hopes up. See, uh, Robin Voss is playing politics with a subject that is uh, a life and death matter to a lot of people, man. Uh, this is your health care. This is a quality of life issue. Uh, medical marijuana is a serious issue and he's using it as a campaign stunt as a, as, as a card he can play. And you know, it's that because he's not even talking to his Republican colleagues. Devin, Devin LeMayhew came out and said something, uh, words that sound vaguely familiar to me. He's the guy referring refer to it as a DMV. DMV style dispensaries. Now, that's a damn shame when your own colleague from your own party trashes your bill. <laughs> so what is the purpose of this bill? And and I value your opinion on these topics, uh, certainly on the topic of 420. He is 
Alan Robinson from Herbal Aspect, one of our sponsor partners. But Alan, why even put it forth if you don't have the support of the Senate Republicans? The governor has got very little appetite because this is not really what the people want or need. So what's the purpose other than to say what we tried and Tony's the anti-marijuana governor? It doesn't make sense to me, Alan. Uh, I'm Listen, man, um, the gerrymandered maps are responsible for Boss Foss's continued reign. Uh, that's 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 uh, nobody is, has 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 referred to him as a political genius. He's not he's not very bright. Listen, man, this is not about uh, whether or not this this is a good move. He tried to steal a talking point from the people of Wisconsin. It, this isn't a Democratic talking point. This is the Wisconsinites asking for comprehensive cannabis reform. And he wants to truck, truck, bring it out, pull it out as a as, as, as a, like I said, as a talking. Folks, you're listening to the Devil's Advocates radio show. Alan Robinson, co-founder of Herbal Aspect, friend and sponsor of the Devil's Advocates. Alan, um, now you sell uh, through your three dispensaries uh, legal yeah. cannabis products here in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, oh, the Delta, the, the, what do you define? Deltas, Deltas eight, Delta eight, Delta nine. Is is that proper uh, definition or terms for the legal? Yes, so to speak. Uh, it's just so that you know, all cannabis that you're going to smoke, like any cannabis that you've ever gotten on the street. Uh, it was all a delta of some variety, which is something that most people just don't really understand. Um, delta 9 THC is generally organically available in the plant after it has converted from THCA. Uh, again, just kind of think of the butterfly and caterpillar uh, analogy, right? THCA is the caterpillar and it becomes the butterfly after you set it on fire. Like that's the chrysalis that it essentially goes through. Um, you know, what's really interesting about this is that just this week I spoke with the uh, chief of the Monona Police Department um, in regards to setting up a store out in Monona. As you may know, it been in the news lately, these folks have had some, some troubles with police stops, people being able to uh, transit through Monona safely. Uh, and I, I just want to make sure that before I open up a store, my customers, my employees, and, uh, you know, me. <laughs> we'll all be able to get to it without being either overly policed or harassed, which is another reason that comprehensive cannabis yeah. reform is important. Uh, as and far as the medicinal purposes, Alan, uh, how, how is have there been any studies or any comparisons to you know traditional cannabis versus the the Delta Nines? These things do they have the same medicinal qualities? Uh, that we would get from regular, you know, Illinois legalized cannabis. Yeah. So anecdotally, we're going to experience a lot of the exact, a lot of similar results, right? Um, you won't find, there are some THCs out there that we just don't have a great wealth of information on, like Delta 10 THC, for instance. I don't carry that because uh, there's some research that says it could be a carcinogen. Right. Um, while that runs counterintuitive to everything we know about cannabis, it's still too early on to say, you know, one way or the other, exactly what medical benefits or what dangers there are. What we do know is that, you know, Delta 8, for instance, has been around since we've discovered it in 1967. So it, we know it to be safe. 
Uh, we know it to be about 60% of the psychoactivity of Delta 9. And we know anecdotally people get a lot of similar benefits. Alan Robinson from the Herbal Aspect giving us some 420 Friday facts. Alan, uh, you know, once upon a time, a younger man got pulled over on the west side of Madison with some legal, oh, pardon me, illegal marijuana in my, let's just say it's crudy, center console. <laughs> and uh, I found myself educating the cops because they had a lot of misconceptions. And I also found myself probably the victim of a uh, non-warranted search. There was no probable cause for them to search my car that evening. So probable cause in, in marijuana policy. Um, Alan, I've never quite understood why Republicans have so much opposition when we know we're over 50% of even Republican support marijuana legalization, be it for medicinal or full recreation. So is it just to keep the the specter of probable cause, hey, I smell weed on you, kid. I'm going to run your plates. Yes. I'm going to take you in. Yes. Uh, to make a super short answer, the answer is absolutely yes. If it wasn't for the use of cannabis as a tool to end run around the Fourth Amendment, it would have already been legal. You got to police and criminalize certain populations. All right. Well, I felt look, you guys very can... white privilege that day. But tell them about the herbal aspect. How do they find your fine wares, the legal kind? Oh, man, I got three different locations around Madison. You stop in and get high as a duck. 3547 University Avenue, 2017 Winnebago Street, next to Dunkin' Donuts on Gammon Road at 735 South Gammon. Uh, also, hit me up online herbalaspect.com i got you appreciate it Who's alan robinson our sponsor partner from herbal aspect the 420 facts come back more devils thank the devil's advocates so relevant they have one foot in tomorrow Welcome back to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show, the Friday edition. Dom, I was driving up here to Washura County. Washura, you were here with me and uh, was listening to the local rock station. And I heard this tune. It's been a long time since I heard Poison, you know, one of my favorite (laughs) hair bands, doing one of their super ballads on the radio, Dom. Every rose has its thorn. It brings me so, back, Rudy. My mom says she'll drop us off if your mom will pick us up. At the skating rink or the mall? <laughs> Both. Down the arcade hair band. By the Orange Julius. Hair band. Super Ballad Friday. I'm, I'm calling it right now. <laughs> From here to the end. Nothing but hair band super ballads. Thank you to our fine guest, Alan Robinson. He's a friend of ours, and uh, Alan is the co-founder of The Herbal Aspect. We appreciate when you support our sponsors, especially those that bring us not just you know commerce, but also information. Uh, go visit HerbalAspect.com and look up the fine locations, including the one right next to the Dunkin' Donuts, right? That's a great spot. 
Location, that location, is full location. Service. Uh, but, Dom, I had mentioned earlier the vice president coming to the great state of Wisconsin. I have every intention of being there on Monday in the occasion. And it is, what, the 51st anniversary of the Roe v. Wade, Dom. And, of course, Roe v. Wade was overturned in 2022. That's no longer the law of the land. It's state by state, and it's patchwork. And here in the great state of Wisconsin, Republicans have hastily rolled out a 14-week abortion ban. And how do I know it's hastily rolled out, Tom? Because they got a hearing on Monday. They're going to do – they rolled it out on Friday, and they're doing a public hearing on Monday. And this one's got a little kicker, you know, to hope to blunt this whole abortion issue, I guess. They want to do a a referendum before it would go into force. So they're going to ask the electorate, you know, what do you think about the issue of abortion? 14 weeks, is that the proper time for a man to start regulating a woman's, you know, reproductive (laughs) health? Is, Is that the right line to make that negotiation with a woman over her body? Because, of course, we've talked about this. Sometimes there are medical things that go wrong, and Republicans used to beat Democrats over the head with this issue, this very rare and uncommon and usually tragic thing that happens uh, beyond the first term of pregnancy, you know, because there's some major deformity or the child's not going to live, or maybe it's the mother's life. Well, you know what, Tom? They will use this to claim that Democrats are pro-abortion right up to the moment of birth, and if you believe Trump, it's after. Even after birth, yes. Well, they have rolled out this abortion ban today, Friday, that's the breaking news I saw earlier, because, you know, Roe v. Wade, well, that's Monday, and they want to blunt that issue if they can. You know, they've got got plans, Tom. And, of course, they've got a plan to counter-program the vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris, Uh, who is launching a national campaign tour, a reproductive freedom tour, and she's launching it in our backyard in Waukesha County, Dom, uh, Milwaukee suburbs. So that's their plan. Let's do a hearing on Monday. That seems hasty. Uh, Molly Molly back reporting at the Milwaukee General Sentinel. Uh, Curdy gave you the headline, but here's some uh, more reporting. A spokeswoman for Evers said Friday, he won't sign the proposal, however, which needs his support to head to voters on the April election ballot when voters would be turning out in higher numbers due to the Republican presidential primary. Senator Mary Felskowski, a Republican from Irma, said the measure is a reasonable approach to finding a consensus on the controversial issue. Quote, of an abundance of respect for how sensitive this issue is. We would like to hear directly from the voters whether they agree that this is what they want the law to be, striking a balance between protecting life and showing compassion and respect <clears throat> for women who find themselves in difficult situations. Evers has John, said I feel like- that he, he does not support reducing access to abortions in Wisconsin, which are currently banned after 20 weeks of pregnancy. I feel like women did show a preference in all Wisconsin voters. See the Janet Protosawitz Dan Kelly race, right. right? 11 points. That's pretty significant support in a Supreme Court race that sometimes are as close as, what, five, 6,000 votes? And this was a ass whooping. This was a blue wave, if you will. This was a pro 
reproductive rights pro-abortion wave in the Wisconsin Supreme Court race. So please continue. I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, just a couple more quotes from Republican. Here's the Republican Scott Krug from Nakusa. Quote, I get that folks on both sides of this are super passionate on all or nothing, but Wisconsin voters are not there for an all or nothing abortion process. It just isn't going to happen. People are not going to sit down and be okay with abortion on demand, and people on the other side are not going to sit down and be okay with no abortion whatsoever, whatsoever. So there's got to be an in-between. Yeah, okay, in-between. Is that 20 weeks, right? What's wrong with that? And if you're so concerned about people wanting to you know, have their opinions known, what about, I don't know, gun safety or legalized marijuana? You know, don't people have an input on those things as well? Of course, they don't want to do that. They pick and choose for, you know, political reasons. Uh, also, of note, we will have Dr. Kristen Lyerly, who's a Wisconsin OBGYN, who currently has to do her work in Hibbing, Minnesota, uh, of course, because with the rollback of Roe v. Wade, there has been a real question mark about whether or not abortion is legal here in the state of Wisconsin. And we know there is a ruling by a Dane County judge that says perhaps it should be at least consensual abortion, not infanticide. But uh, this is an issue, and I think this will be an issue of impact, and I don't think this ridiculous proposition rolled out hastily on a Friday with the hearing on a Monday is going to be enough to offset the vice president coming to talk about the overturning of Roe v. Wade and 50 years worth of precedent. But they're going to try. Well, you got to try, uh, Speaker right? Robin Voss co-sponsored the bill, said he wants voters to decide abortion rules instead of courts. <laughs> I'd like to put something on the ballot in April that allows the people of Wisconsin to be the ones who get the final say on making a decision on abortion so it's not the court. It's not the legislature. It's not the governor. It's going to be the people who have the final choice. You mean the Assembly Republicans are going to have the final choice over what is acceptable to women? And, of course, the governor will not sign that. So it's never going to go to the point of law. Right. This is more oh. political kabuki theater from Robin Foss. I mean, medical marijuana, this is a ridiculous proposition. This this kabuki theater on, on women's abortive rights, that's ridiculous. Of course, it's not going to come to pass. It's not going to be on an April referendum ballot. And it's not going to be signed into law because Governor Tony Evers is sensible and with the people of the great state of Wisconsin on these issues. 844-967-2789. Uh, Evers said in a statement in December on this very issue, quote, the bottom line for me is this. Wisconsinites should be able to make their own reproductive health care decisions without interference from politicians who don't know anything about their lives, their family, or their circumstances. And I'll veto any bill that makes reproductive health care any less accessible for Wisconsinites than it is right now. Governor Tony Evers uh, on this topic in December, 844-967-2789. Let's get some callers in. It's a Friday. We aired the grievances. Go ahead, Crudy. Oh, okay. I don't have the phones up, so you're going to have to tell me. L.A. Tom, you are up. Happy Friday, Tom. What do you got for us? Hey, Tom. Hey, guys. First off, hey, buddy. First off, uh, win, pack, win. Uh, second, uh, we the people ultimately are the government collectively, and we must never forget that. Um, 
Third, I am so sick of everyone getting this issue wrong. This issue is about pro a woman's right to choose versus the government's right to choose. So if you don't want to have a termination, then don't have one. If you are a person that uh, believes that she wants to have a child and wants to carry it to full term, carry it to full term. Most women that are that most women don't terminate their pregnancies. Most women actually have the children, but it's her choice. It's not government's choice. I just can't believe that these conservatives can can go on and on and on about government stay out of my life and government stay out of this and that. But every issue they want government involved in, except for a Tom- safety net for we the people. Isn't it ironic when they claim that they're the party of freedom, yet they rob women of the freedom to make decisions about their own body? They rob all of us about decisions uh, over whether or not to ingest cannabis products. I mean, it is so ridiculous to claim they are the party of freedom. I got to tell you, Tom, I I think the Democrats are the actual party of freedom. I'm absolutely 100%. The Democratic Party is the party that is in favor of of a social safety net by we the people collectively putting our money together to have something to catch us when we fall. The Republicans are all about control and they are all about just, they're about anti-freedom. They, they, they are the anti-Christ and they are the anti-freedom party is what they are. Well, normally I'd say those are harsh words, Tom, but you know, then I look at Trump and think you might be onto something. Uh, Thank you, Tom. Always appreciate your perspective. 844-967-2789. Airing of the Grievances, it's Friday. Mark from the SAC, you're up. Welcome, Mark. What do you got for us? Hey, Mark. Yeah, thanks. Thanks thanks for taking my call. Yeah, it's, uh, and thanks, Tom, uh, that, um, and when Tom just mentioned it, it brought my mind to the Jefferson Bible, where Thomas Jefferson actually took the Bible and took all the the, uh, supernatural elements out of it and just more or less made it a, a kind of a list of uh, Jesus's you know ethical teachings that uh, that most of us can can all agree with but he said it is is true I mean but what amazes me is these same Republicans that that claim to want to protect the unborn do nothing about protecting the unborn from from uh, from environmental contaminants do nothing to protect the unborn in terms of making sure that all mothers have adequate female you know prenatal care and adequate nutrition during their pregnancy, or once a child is born to make sure all those children are going to have adequate medical care and adequate food when they, when they're brought into this world. I mean, that is. And hopefully don't get offed by an AR 15 at their elementary school. Yeah. God, God bless you on that one, Crudy. That it is just ridiculous. And I, it just yanks my mind back to what I read in 1974 when I was, you know, at 16 and reading, you know, my firearms encyclopedia would talked about assault weapons, and one of them was the AR, ARM-16, which the AR-15 is a civilian model of, and saying they've gotten, they're good for, for uh, military-style target, but they're not, they're not really applicable for civilian use aside from that. I mean, that the fact that the firearms industry has convinced everybody they need an AR-15 is just, uh, it still boggles my mind. It still boggles my mind. 
And Mark, I don't know if you saw what Merrick Garland, the attorney general, had to say. Uh, the Uvalde report came out, and I know that Dom and I have been trying to uh, avoid <laughs> school shooting conversations as much as possible because they never seemingly advance the conversation, and they always, you know, they're, they're gut-wrenching conversations. We're talking about something 20-plus dead kids in Uvalde, Texas, and we know there's no solutions coming from the governor there. He is much like our former governor. He's in the back pocket of the NRA. But uh, the report about the police and the fear these police officers had to do their duty and actually charge this guy. And the reason they didn't was fear of the AR-15. They all know it is much more deadly than the 9 millimeters they were packing. And it has tripled the muzzle velocity. The bullets come out really fast, and they're very deadly. And they do carnage. And these cops left these kids to die because they were too afraid to go face the specter of their own deaths. And it's hard to blame them, but that's what you signed up for. Folks, we are the Devil's Advocates. Hopefully we signed up for your grievances. Come back, 844-967-2789. And hairband super ballads. Warning, listening to the devil's advocates may expose you to opposing views. Welcome back to the Devil's Advocates radio show. It's Friday. We air the grievances. You can do so as well at 844-967-2789. Got some callers lining up. Let's get to them. Terry from Owasa, you are up. Welcome, Terry. Happy Friday. What do you got for us? Thank you. Uh, Shifting gears a little bit. I don't know if you visited earlier. I might have. Just that I don't catch every show, but I want to revisit uh, the Donald Trump poopy pants stories. I, I just want to <laughs> think in the, the first morning Donald heard the story and one of his cabana boys was reading the news to him, just wondering what that person, what he faced when, when Trump first heard about that. I could only imagine uh, Terry, I'm not familiar with the story, man. You got to enlighten me. What, what's the deal? Oh, come on. Trump stinks. <laughs> with, That's uh, the story. <laughs> the story is Trump, Trump wears adult story, diapers, right. allegedly. Right. But <laughs> the person that actually read it to him that first morning when the news hit. Gotcha. All right. I, <laughs> there there might have been some ketchup flying that person's way. That's what you're implying. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Thanks for the call, Terry. I'm, I'm not even. I I, I think it's two seven eight nine. I think it's incredibly funny that the Lincoln Project picked up on that theme. They're a very anti-Trump group, and you know, God only knows if Trump stinks, but they certainly have ridden that horse. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then didn't clean up the didn't clean up the stables afterwards. Eight four four nine six seven two seven eight nine. John from Milwaukee. You will be next. Happy Friday, John. What do you got for us? Yeah, hey, say, I, I was calling about uh, you, the the Valdi, all those kids that they got killed. I honestly yes, think all of those, all of those cops there, all of them should have been fired. You were trained to do a job. You did not do it. Those little kids, they didn't have vests, uh, a bulletproof vest. All they had on was blouses and shirts. And these guys had all the protection, the guard shield, vests, everything. 
all of them. I said all of them should be fired. And let me tell you one other thing about Trump. I, I tried to call in yesterday, but I didn't get through. And you were talking about uh, the VIP for uh, Trump. Trump is not going to pick Nikki Haley or Ryan DeSantis. Trump is going to pick someone that is just as crooked as he is, you know, and that's either Mike Flynn or, or, or Stone or that, that other uh, idiot, Giuliani. Watch. Watch what I have to tell you. He, he's going to pick somebody that's real crooked. All right, sir. Thank you, and have a nice day. All right. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Have a nice weekend. Uh, yeah, the VP pick. Uh, I mean, Giuliani would be, a, just, of course, a disaster. Uh, Mike Flynn also out there and perhaps a little more dangerous than Giuliani. Uh, but at least Stefanik's one that apparently Trump's palling around with in New Hampshire right now. That was that was my guess. Uh, we'll see what happens, John. But I don't think it'll be Nikki Haley or DeSantis. I would agree with you there. Kurt, you got an opinion on that? I think Trump will select his VP, Dominique, predicated entirely on her looks because Trump thinks somehow he can just put a woman on the ballot and that's going to solve his suburban woman problem, the fact that apparently women don't like voting for a rapist. And it's not an alleged rapist at this point. You know, the the trial's already happened a couple times over. So what I would say is I think Trump is going to South Dakota's Christy Nome because he finds her attractive. Many Republicans do. Do you see the way CJ was losing his mind about the prospect? I mean, hell, Nancy Mace is enough to make CJ lose his mind. But, you know, I mean, look at the whole Fox News principle. You know, just put a pretty woman out there and these apparently these MAGA conservatives just eat it up. So Christy Nome and you talk about got to be as crooked as, she, as he is. Yeah, has to be loyal public, and told the line. And I, I think that's that's the public uh, rumors that she's been having an affair with Corey Lewandowski for years, who is about the top prince in, in Trump world. This side is Stephen Miller. So I would say if that indeed is true and they feel like they can blackmail her anytime they want to, she's the ideal talking about the J six hostages. I didn't hear Noam or any of those other folks talking about the J six hostages. And that's exactly what Trump wants to hear, but we will see. Thanks for call John eight, four, four, nine, six, seven, two, seven, eight, nine. Dick from Madison. Welcome. What do you got, Dick? Hey Dick. Well, I think it's going to be Lake because she'll easily say, you know, let's go, you know, she'll, you know, he'll, She'll do her, his dirty work in the court system. I mean, anyway, uh, and she's a loser like him. But give they do the have a s- similar track record in courts of law. Yeah, Carrie Lake, the yep. disgraced gubernatorial slash senatorial candidate from Arizona. <laughs> give the Republicans credit for this in the Trump team. They've learned that, you know, when you stepped in it with Roe v. Wade, because that was a cash cow for them. And then when it went away, all that. So that's why they're not doing this with the border. You know, not doing think what? about it. Well, you mean they don't actually the, want to solve the problem and Trump's right, not pressuring they wanted to be uh, Mike Johnson? They learned, correct. They learned from Roe v. Wade. We shouldn't have done that. We stepped in it. That was a big fundraising thing for them when it was still on the books. 
And, you know, now they're like, oh, we better not do anything about that border situation because that issue will go away. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's say why. Why solve the problem? Then you can't use it as a political tool. Thanks for the call, Dick. Have a nice weekend. John from Oshkosh, you're next. Give me about 60 seconds. John, what do you got for us? Hey, John. Welcome. Hey, thanks, guys. I just started listening to you recently. I really, really enjoy your program. Thank you. Um, You have excellent taste, John. (laughs) (laughs) Tell my wife that, please. Um, (laughs) Anyways... um, you know, if they, the, the whole abortion issue is maybe maybe it could be flipped a little bit, and uh, maybe they should uh, make vasectomies illegal also, mm. along with condoms. Then let's just see what these guys in uh, the government would start saying about uh, women's rights to choose. Well, I think more importantly, they, they banned Viagra. That would get the attention <laughs> right. of many of I these. I mean, it's all about God's will, John, right? That's what they'll tell you. If God doesn't want you to have a good time on a Friday night, listen to some hair band super ballots with your girl, <laughs> kicking back, having a couple of cold ones. Folks, it is Friday. We air the grievances. We got a happier, happier. We got our friend Earl Ingram. We're going to talk about the sentiment of black voters and the fact that the vice president, Kamala Harris, coming to the Milwaukee area again. Now, he's hosted the VP like three times. What's Earl got that we got? Don't God. Class. (laughs) And no hairband super ballads, probably.